bought a new king because he said he'd run it. Triple option plays, the fullback is coming for 75 million bucks. Wait, that can't be right. Plus, we're still paying the last few guys. And you will always pay you. Matt Rule! This Friday by Denisha Allen, who's the founder of Black Minds Matter. Welcome to Omapod. And if you have a chance today or tomorrow is the final day from 10 to 5, you can go see the exhibit. It's called Self-Determined, The Secret History of Education Freedom. And that's at 34th and Evans at the Malcolm X Memorial Foundation. Denisha, welcome. And you founded the organization. What inspired you to get this off the ground and get it going. Yes. So thank you, first of all, Tony, for having me on. I started Black Minds Matter in 2020. The world was in civil unrest. And one thing that upset me and really frustrated me was that we didn't cancel the dismal academic outcomes for Black students across the country. That is upsetting. And we should all be very concerned about that. And so that's where Black Minds Matter came from. But we do have an aspect where we are championing and celebrating the innovation in education because it's because of that type of innovation that Black school founders are creating learning environments across the country. And every day we see success stories of students who are excelling in school because of these little niche schools, these little outliers, and they're doing some amazing work. And so on our website, blackmindsmatter.net, we maintain the only directory of Black-founded schools. We have more than 430 schools on our website that we found across the country. And we celebrate these education entrepreneurs. We highlight their stories. We build a community for them. And it's just amazing. And so that's how Black Minds Matter was birthed. And and so the exhibit is really a special project to show the history behind African-Americans fight for education in this country since the beginning of Black people in America. And so we, we have this exhibit that's popped up and we start at the time of slavery. We showcase photos and vignettes. Their archaeologists have found writing tablets and utensils that show the evidence of slaves learning and going out into the woods to learn and to read. Then to the antebellum period, Reconstruction, where we have the one-room schoolhouse story, where Black people maintained and housed their own schools. Autonomy was always a part of the equation, that freedom of the body and the mind has always been simultaneous, has never been divorced from one another. Then to present tense, a modern feature of the exhibit is showcasing current Black school founders and learning environments that they've created. And tell us about the Pitt schools. I know as one of the more moving parts of the exhibit how did you come across the materials that you're displaying and what did you make of it as you were creating the exhibit? So I actually, from one of my mentors, first heard about Pitt schools from Gerard Robinson. And then I kind of went on my own little research to learn more about this phenomenon. And there's a great book and they're, they're actually showcased at the exhibit, some of the books that the exhibit is based on. And there's a great book 
called Self-Taught. And the author in her book, she's talking about education during slavery up until Reconstruction. And she has vignettes of even slave owners talking about how slaves would escape during the night. But some of them weren't escaping. They were going to learn. They were going to read. So in, in this book, she talks about anti-literacy laws and the fight for education freedom has always been a part of the African-American story. It didn't just start at Brown versus Board, and it didn't just start now with the current education reform movement and reforming the education system so that African-American students can have better outcomes. That didn't start just now. It's always been a part of the Black experience. And so that's something that I really hope people take away from the exhibit. And then the current part of the exhibit, which are the current Black school founders, we have video project that we share their story, talk to them about why they founded a school. What's been the response to this exhibit, both from the average person that's seen it, what have you heard, but also from our established political leadership, maybe some who are against choice, but seemingly would support the goal, have the same goals. That's right. And that's a good way to put it. People who might not support the policy, but have the same goals. And those type people are, I don't want to make it sound like it's a fight. It's not. And I hate to describe it as that. Anything that we do in education is political. It's very unfortunate, but we have to have policy changes and get involved in politics in order to make really impactful changes in the education space, which is, in my opinion, pretty sad. But yes, the response from folks who've come to the came to the exhibit last week was very refreshing. Mostly ran into folks who were supportive of the notion of school choice. Quite surprisingly, it was a lot of white people who came <laughs> to the exhibit. I was very kind of shocked by that. But we had a few Black people who came by Senator Terrell McKinney and Senator Justin Wayne, they had a chance to see the exhibit. They actually attended the second annual Black Minds Matter Summit in D.C. and spoke on a panel there. And so they had a chance to see the exhibit while they were in D.C. And then having the exhibit at the Malcolm X Center is also such a treat. And I definitely want to highlight that because the Malcolm X story was about changing systems, having a system that was of African-Americans, by African-Americans, promoting excellence in the African-American community. And many of the Black school founders, that's exactly what they're saying. The reason why they wanted to start a school was mostly because they couldn't quite help how they wanted to in the traditional space. And they wanted to have an environment that was going to promote excellence for Black kids. Not to say that every public school, traditional public school in America or even in Nebraska is not serving kids well. That's not the point of the conversation, but the point of the conversation is that there is a high percentage of Black kids in this country, is there a high percentage of Black kids in Nebraska that are not reading on grade level. They're not doing math on grade level. So offering them an opportunity for something else, that's the only thing. And you've toured this exhibit around how and why did Omaha get in the mix for this? Yeah, I love Nebraska. I've been back and forth in Nebraska for maybe the past three, four years. So the first time I landed in Nebraska was actually when I 
really first launched Black Minds Matter in 2020. I had my first event. I say event. It was just me. But <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> I, had... I have an event every day then. <laughs> I had my first event in Nebraska. It was downtown in Lincoln. There was a child juvenile delinquent prison that was about to be erected across the street from the Capitol. And so I went out there and I'm like, what in the world? Like the kids can't read in Nebraska, maybe erect an after school program. Like you're going <laughs> to yeah. build another kid jail. What is going on? And that's where I met Senator Terrell McKinney, actually. And he at the time he was not Senator. He was about to put his name down. He was thinking about running. So I've been in Nebraska frequently just because the academic outcomes for students are so low. I love Nebraska because you guys are so interesting. Oh, my gosh. Now, I was hoping that we would get some prospective education entrepreneurs come out to the exhibit. We did, actually, to say, wow, wait, this is now possible. I can start a school. I can start something. I can start a homeschool co-op. I can do something that's going to help in the academic space. And I don't have to be Warren Buffett. I can be an everyday entrepreneur and help kids have a better education. And that's what the exhibit is about. The exhibit is showcasing education entrepreneurs from then to now. I interviewed a prospective school founder to add to the exhibit while I was in Nebraska. So I was Because there was currently no Nebraska schools in the directory. Your goal, first off, I guess, would be that there would be someone inspired by this. Blackmindsmatter.net. I definitely encourage people to sign up for our newsletter. And if you're a prospective school founder, you can put that there. But then on our web page we have a black school founders network and so these folks are mentoring they'll connect with one another people who are prospective founders will connect and with existing school founders i want to so. thank you for being on denisha allen black minds matter founder check out the exhibit it's open today 10 to 5 and tomorrow's the final day at the malcolm x center omaha thanks so much for having me and for hosting the exhibit i continue to hope that this will be an inspiration to folks to branch out and do some innovative things in the education space all right thank you very much denisha appreciate your time and thank you for coming on omaha thank you tony Oh,